podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Coulets. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Remy Dixon, and this is the Sergio Busquets episode. We'll be talking about how it started, how it's ended, and a critical look at the legacy he's leaving behind through some probing questions. But before we get into those topics, a quick word from our sponsor, NordVPN. Are you tired of hackers and cyber criminals snooping around your online activities? Do you want to safely access your favorite shows and content from anywhere in the world? Then you need NordVPN, the best VPN on the market. And the good news is that there's an exclusive birthday deal just for you. Buy NordVPN now and win extra subscription time. With NordVPN, you can protect your online activity and keep your private information away from prying eyes. And if you're traveling abroad, don't worry. Connect to a NordVPN server in your home country and safely enjoy content as if you'd never left. So what are you waiting for? Visit nordvpn.com slash Barca now to get this special birthday deal. Shield your data from snoops and criminals with NordVPN's state-of-the-art encryption. Safely listen to podcasts, stream shows, or simply browse in complete privacy. Again, visit nordvpn.com slash Barca. The link is in the show notes. Get NordVPN now and enjoy a safe and private online experience. As you've all heard, Sergio Busquets, one of the longest tenured members of our storied club, will be leaving at the end of the season. By the end of his tenure, he will have played about 724 games. That's third under Xavi and Messi. He will have won 32 trophies if all goes to plan on Sunday against Espanyol. All of this in 18 years total at the club, 15 on the first team. Among his trophies will have been nine La Liga titles, again, if everything goes to plan, Espanol, but it's clear that we will be winning this La Liga season, so it will be nine titles by the end of his tenure, and three Champions League titles. Of course, he was also part of the Spanish team that was largely Barcelona and Real Madrid that won the World Cup, but that's not what we're talking about today. So, he was part of the club during its greatest period. Along with other players and other managers, he has been a staple at this club since 2008. And he must be celebrated. I have to say thank you, Sergio Busquets, for the tireless dedication to this team that you've put in. Now, when he first started, I have to be honest, I did not know who he was. I had been a Barca fan for three years at the time, and I was aware of football enough to know that the flashiest player wasn't always the best. The goal scorer wasn't always the thing that made the team tick. At the time, in my Barca fandom, I could tell you that, yes, Ronaldinho's got me into the team. Eto kept me, but Puyol, his passion was one of the reasons that I was a lifelong fan. It wasn't always about the flash. It wasn't always about the skills for me. It was about that passion. It was about that desire. When he came on, 
with Pep in 2008, I had been I wasn't aware that he had won everything there was to win with Barca Athletic with Pep and Pedro. I didn't know where he was coming from. I didn't understand. And at the time we had Yaya Torre. We had Soju Keita. Yaya Torre was probably one of my favorite defensive midfielders. I, the man would run like a couch that was like very skillful, you know, <laughs> like a Porsche Panamera, um, you know, just, and you saw what he did at Man City a couple of years after he left, highly underrated defensive midfielder, but Pep had a falling out with him for whatever reason, and Busquets was put on in his stead and relied on, and at the time, I must admit, I was not a fan, I didn't see it. He wasn't flashy, which, again, I didn't need a flashy player, but he was so understated, almost to the point of passionless at times. I mean, his tenure has been one of very little, just about anything. I mean, a club of our caliber that has so many characters, so many personalities, so many things that people talk about. You never heard anything about Busquets, which, again, I can appreciate. But he came on. We went on to be so dominant. He was a part of that, but he wasn't the player that got the accolades. Pep would talk about it. It was clear. But for most fans, the casual ones, the more serious ones, regardless of who you were, Busquets wasn't the number you were getting on your jersey. Busquets wasn't the reason you thought Messi were get, was getting all those assists. To be honest, I struggle to remember a favorite Busquets moment. That's a me thing. I've been watching clips back and everything, and I can tell you even before seeing the clips, there were moves that he'd do, you know, the way his first touch was on the ball at times, his uh, pirouettes, the times where he would shield, spin, and get the ball off. But... I do struggle to find moments that really stuck with me, like the Iniesta goal against Chelsea, you know, um, so many different Xavi passes, so many different Puyol tackles, so many different, I could go on and on with other players and other moments, but Sergio Busquets did his job, he did it quietly, he did it well, and it's clear that he was a leader on the squad, I mean, he became a captain and has been our leading captain since Lionel Messi. So his tenure here was extremely positive. He became the best in the world at his position. He's the midfield metronome. Over the course of the years, even if you weren't the biggest fan of him before, you had to appreciate his quiet efficiency. And you had to truly understand that As much as anybody else was part of our success, he was a huge part of our success. So his legacy from that perspective, he will forever be a part of one of the greatest midfield trios of all time, not just in La Liga, in the world of football. Xavi, Iniesta, Busquets will go down as one of the best midfields. Now... Where we are in his tenure 
it's an interesting one to deal with. It's a it's an interesting place to be. Legend of the club that he is. I have been one of the most vocal against his staying at this club in the last three to four years. Not to say that I don't think he was instrumental in helping us be where we were for as long as we were. But it's been very clear that in the last four years, he's lost a lot more than was necessary to keep his position for as long as he has. Obviously, the club has been going through extreme turmoil in those four years. Different managers, presidency was all out of touch and just corrupt, you know, fairly to say corrupt. Having a person like Busquets in the locker room to stay and keep things steady, I am sure has been very helpful to the club in different ways. However, I think it's been to our detriment because we were not focusing on who comes next. You know, we have Frankie, we had Nico Gonzalez for a while. We've there have been opportunities at different times to think about this position and understand that he was not going to be here for that much longer. And we just never did. One of the things with Xavi, Iniesta, Puyol, they were all players that loved this club so much. You had to respect the fact that they had at least a year or two more at top flight. And I mean, with Iniesta, Xavi, you've seen they went elsewhere. They did it for a little bit longer. They could have stayed at the club. They could have played for a little bit longer. But all of those players said, I love this badge too much to continue because I can't do it at the level that I was doing it before. And that's something I've always admired about those players. It's something that this younger generation of legends, I say younger, of course, Busquets 34, um, but there is something with Busquets and Piquet and Jordi Alba that I feel like they're slightly a generation under the Xavi, Iniestas, and Puyols, right? So there's something with this younger generation that they've stayed. PK well overstayed his greatness at this club. And I feel, unfortunately, like Busquets has as well. I mean, we're about to win a La Liga title, and it's hard to be saying that, but I, in the last couple of years, have found more places and examples of Busquets hurting the team than I can say of him helping. Of course, he has a good bit of assist this season. But for me, I have a picture on my phone that I've shown more people than I would like to admit to you of a play that I think helped cost us the Champions League. It was Inter versus Barca. It was Busquets trying to pass a ball to a Pedri that's five, six yards in front of him when Lewandowski was wide open into a channel, but he was farther ahead. And Busquets tries to pass that ball to Pedri. Ball gets picked off. They take it. They score. That was the end of our Champions League uh, season. We can say that you can't blame it all on him. Of course, we had injuries. Eric Garcia was terrible. Marcos Alonso was terrible. There were all these 
different factors. Lewandowski wasn't shooting as straight as he typically does. But when you look at that play and you look at how Busquets chose to forego the harder pass, for me, it's been emblematic of his last four or five years at this club. I have often feared that the Barca way in the last couple of years has been possession at all cost and not possession with a purpose. I felt like Busquets epitomized that mentality where he would see the pass. He's a genius, you can tell. He saw the pass that could have been made to a player making the run and instead would pass it to a player right next to him, right behind him. The result was we kept possession, but it slowed down the game. Then that next player would again, at times, especially in the last couple of years, try to pass that ball to the player that Busquets should have passed it to. Now that player is offside or that player is marked. It was a slowing of the game that didn't make logical sense. I've seen it with Pedri. I've seen it with Gavi. I fear that the younger generations, the truly younger generations, are adopting this pass and possess at all costs and play the short pass at every moment. My hope that was that when Xavi came, he would, you know, change this. We would be playing those longer passes again. To this point, we haven't really done that. A lot of that has been with Busquets at the helm. So the last couple of years has been rocky with him. It's been tough to see him get balls picked off of him because he's too slow, him not really being able to get back. It's been even tougher to see Xavi setting up a midfield that works specifically to keep him playing. It's clear that Xavi wanted him to stay another year. It's clear that he would be starting another year. I mean, he's one of the fittest players I've ever seen. I, To be just opening my soul with you all, I rarely think this because I know these are players, I know they're people, and I would never wish ill on anybody. But there have been times where I was like, damn, can he not pick up an injury? Like, And I feel bad to admit that to you all because I really do like the person and the player and I, I appreciate so much about him. But he was so steady. He just played every game. Even at times when you're like, how are we resting a Pedri Okay, actually, we never really rested Pedri. But how are we resting certain players? And this man who's older than every one of them is playing every minute of every game. You could say that's a credit to him. I love that he hasn't, he was so, you know, steady when we needed him. But at the same time, there were players that weren't getting minutes. We clearly were not building with the future in mind of him leaving. So the last couple of years have been tough, man. It's been it's been really hard to see him be where he's been and trying to reconcile this idea of you're a great, you're helping us through some times, but you're also hurting us. It's been hard to reconcile that. That's really his legacy where it stands right now, right? Like the question is, can you outstay the positive? Can you taint your legacy 
and obviously you can you know there are there are players that have tainted their legacies there are players that have overstayed their welcome there are players that have done things post playing that have hurt who they are and how you've perceived them i think it's it's really it's too close right now i think it's too raw to really assess the legacy that he's going to leave ultimately i think he'll be remembered for the 32 trophies being a part of the greatest midfield trio of all time i think the positive far 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 outweigh the negatives obviously but when you're looking at it now and you're thinking of where we have been the financial struggles we've been in the fact that he is getting paid extremely high wages at a time where we really needed players to not be on that had we cut ties with players like Busquets, PK, Jordi Alba, or Sergio Roberto earlier, we would be in a better financial situation. I'm not saying it's all their fault, but one of the things I tell people that don't know this sport as well is as Messi got better and earned his increase in wages, players around him got higher wages. For a lot of them, they stopped getting better three, four, five years ago. And at the time, a more ruthless club possibly would have sold some of those players. Maybe not five years ago, but three years ago, four years ago, you could have sold. They would have ended their careers at a different place, but we'd have gotten top dollar for them and we'd have cut those wages. We didn't do that. And we find ourselves in a financial situation where not only did COVID really hurt us, not only did, you know, the global economic situation really hurt us, but now we have players that we owe so much money and we pay so much and they're not producing at the levels that they should be for what they're being paid. I mean, Busquets is probably being paid around what a player like Kevin De Bruyne is getting paid. I'm not 100% on the numbers, but... I would say it's probably not too far off given where he was when his last contract was negotiated. You can argue that Kevin De Bruyne is in the prime of his career and Busquets isn't. So it's hard to really not think about those things when you think about Busquets now. It's hard to not think about, could we have kept a Lionel Messi if Boozy, Piquet, Jordi, all of those other players took pay cuts? I know Jordi's situation is very weird and hard right now right but it's not to say that he's just been here just hanging out and not making top dollar right so that's really affected us it's really affected who we can get it's really affected how we move forward that's a that's a huge problem that it's just problematic for what we want to do so it's hard to really assess Busquets without thinking about those things in this current moment Will I feel differently next year when he's not here? Probably. But who comes in next looks like it's not going to be the best situation. I mean, we might get another old star that we're going to have to be paying a bunch with, but like we'll only have for two years. It's hard to not think about the fact that had Busquets left earlier, we would have been forced to have made a different choice in that position. And that choice 
in that position could be helping us move forward now. We could have gotten a younger player. We could have kept some of our younger players and really helped them develop stronger and better. But we didn't do that because we had Busquets. We had the stable, the always there, the captain, the legend. And now we're here and it's truly probably going to take us another two or three years to get to a to a person in that position that could be there for a very long time and be stable and and help us through you know a lot of people talk about frankie is not the one for that position specifically do i think he could play it yeah i do do i think pedri gavi and frankie could make that midfield trio i think so um, I haven't seen reasons why he couldn't with some training and some teaching and some true positioning um, awareness in that way. But it seems like that's not what we're trying to do. It seems like we're determined to go out and pay somebody else to do this job. So, yeah, what's his legacy going to be? Ultimately, I think it's going to be that he is one of the greatest to ever do it. I could not get out of here without mentioning that staying through the end of the Bartomeu era, largely, I think, possibly a negative. But I also do think there was something about his dedication to this club and his desire to try to help it get better that I think if you ask, he would probably say that he would have left a bit earlier if he thought things were stable. I'm not putting words into his mouth. I would like to think that for PK as well. I'd like to think that for the legends. I With PK, it's a little harder because it's probably mostly ego. With Busquets, I would like to think that there's something there that said, hey, this club is not in a good place. If you leave, you're leaving a dumpster fire and just pouring fuel on it. I would like to believe that that's not what he wanted to do. So you got to give him Amro mention for that. Couldn't get out of here without talking about it. But I am going to have to get out of here. So, listen, he's a legend. We're going to be so thankful for what he's done for us over the course of his tenure here. We love him. If you don't, you... I don't know. I don't know what to say about you as a Barca fan. If you can't look back at his career and say, yeah, you know what? That man was a great... I know it's raw right now. I know it's going to take some time to truly get past the last couple of years for some of us, but just be glad it's done. So thanks for listening. Love to hear your thoughts. I know we'll be having a strong discussion about this over the course of the next couple of weeks. Forza Barca. Have a good one. Podcast Network.